Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. And this is always a fun one. This is before we get to the very, very boring part of the offseason for a couple months. We got the schedule release for the New York Giants, the 2022-2023, a little bit season. Um, excited to go through it. And hopefully... It's a good one. I mean, well, we know what it is, and you probably know what it is too, but we'll go through it um, and talk about that. Going into the schedule release, it's funny because we always know the opponents home and away, right? We just don't know how they're going to be placed in the schedule. So it's always interesting how it comes out. What I would like to mention so far, um, or you know, some something to start out the episode with, is that it's interesting that the Giants only get one primetime game. Um, and that is Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I know you're going to all yell at me right now. There's two, there's two, there's two. Apparently it's different because the Thanksgiving game against the same opponent, the Dallas Cowboys, funny enough, is technically in quotes like a national game instead of a primetime game. I don't know. I guess that's just how the titles and labels are. So technically only one primetime game. Um, for the New York Giants this season, and that's Monday Night Football. Primetime, I assume, meaning like Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night. I did that in the wrong order, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, So just something to get through there. We got a lot of stuff to talk about just before the schedule, though. Um, We'll be able to run through all of that since our last episode was on Monday, and some news happened before that point. But first, Alex, my friend, my co-host, we were talking just before we started here recording it's been a long Thursday recording this Thursday night, and it's been a long week. How you been? How you holding up? Because um, I am ready to head to the weekend. Uh, it's a busy weekend for me um, to talk about myself a little bit here. I, I like to do this, you know, get, get, get each other's like thoughts out there. Um, I'm, I have an ultimate Frisbee tournament this weekend, playing three games on Saturday. That's confirmed. And then on Sunday, I think it's up to how good we or bad we do on Saturday. Based on that, we'll have, see how many games, but... Yeah, that's right. Three games in one day. Um, I'm excited, but I think I'm going to be absolutely exhausted um, by the end of that Saturday, and then I'm going to have to play more on Sunday. But anyway, how are you? That's a little bit about me. I'm doing well. Um, I'm exhausted as well, and I've been really, and I know Josh has been as well. It's This is AP test time, so it's kind of been stressful for all of us here. Um <laughs> So it's not exactly been fun, but luckily that ends for me next week. So at least that comes to an end. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy with the schedule release. It's been a long week and it's nice to kind of have something to look at and look forward to. And, you know, you're kind of looking at the schedule and you're like, oh, maybe I'll go to that game. I'll go to that game. Oh, that would be a fun game to go to, wouldn't it be? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh these people are doing a tailgate. Oh, that sounds like fun. Like, you know, all, all the different things that are happening with the schedule release. So uh, I think it's a fun time. But uh, like you said, we got a few things to get into first, but uh, definitely an interesting schedule and a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to talk about with it. And we're kind of, uh, you know, ready to talk about it after this. I'm, I'm really like teasing it now. Right. So uh, I mean, before we do that, let's get into the New York Giants releasing officially releasing James Bradbury a few days ago. We talked about the James Bradbury situation. Of course it is. Of course the day we release our episode is the day James Bradbury gets cut. It always seems to happen. Big news or news in general happens when we drop our episodes. 
I get it because it's a it's a full day. It's 24 hours, you know, when we drop an episode on a certain day. But it's, it always seems to be that way. But yes, we release the episode on Monday talking about the situation with Bradbury. What's going to happen? Well, it happens that day. Giants release James Bradbury. It saves about $10.1 million versus the cap. Bradbury was set to count uh, $21.9 million. The Giants needed money and also to free up cap space to sign rookies, make moves during training camp or in, or even during the season. Currently, the G-Men are less than $7 million under the cap. Um, the cornerback depth chart now looks like this. You have at the top of the board Adoree Jackson, then Aaron Robinson, Darnay Holmes, Rodarius Williams, Cordell Flott, and Jaron Williams. What's missing? Another key player uh, in on the cornerback position. This is okay. It's not one of our strongest. It's probably one of our weakest now positions on this defense for the New York Giants. And by getting, you know, making it stronger if they want to this year, obviously this isn't like the do, you know, go for it all year Super Bowl run. But if they want to add one more piece, that's maybe a veteran presence that could slot in there as the number two, number three guy, that would be helpful. Um, and some teams showing interest in James Bradbury include the Raiders, um, which he would reunite with our former friend, um, who I can't think of the name of. Oh, my gosh. Pat Graham. Thank you. The defensive coordinator of the New York Giants and now defensive coordinator under Josh McDaniels, I want to say, um, the head coach of the Raiders. They reunite there from the Patriots. We already talked about this earlier in the in a couple They're bringing ago, in Jarrett Stidham, too, which is a weird one, uh, obviously from former Patriot days, but kind of a weird trade when I saw that. Anyway, just random comment. <laughs> yeah, seriously, random player to bring up there, QB. But yeah, um, Washington Commanders also have interest in him as well as the Philadelphia Eagles. Great that two out of the three teams there are NFC East teams. That's very sarcastic, if you can tell. Um, they're all the teams showing interest so far in James Bradbury. And these are all rumors, nothing confirmed until he really signs with someone. But I'm sure he will uh, sign with the team eventually. Yeah, I mean, I made my thoughts pretty clear on this throughout the past few weeks. I made the, uh, you know, I recorded a reaction to it like a few minutes after it happened. So go check out that video uh, on the Giant Take YouTube channel, shameless plug. And, you know, I think Alex is really turning into the Ian Rappaport's of Giants YouTube. It's, yeah, it's, it's really impressive. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, in a quick recap, you know, cornerback's definitely a thin position. It's going to be somewhere we're going to have to address next year in the draft. And it's unfortunate uh, unfortunate that James Bradbury had to go, uh, you know, really liked him as a player. Always thought he kind of got a little bit overhated last season, especially considering how bad our team was in general. Um, and obviously was a pro bowler in 2020. So we're going to miss him. And some of these younger guys are going to have to step up. And that's pretty much it with that. Um, getting on to some scouting uh, changes, scouting department changes. Uh, we got a few additions Dennis Hickey will join uh, Joe Shane's staff. He was the former Dolphins GM, so uh, some GM experience, and he was the Buffalo team senior national scout. Uh, Mike DeReese uh, will be an addition to the Giants scouting department as well, spent the last decade as an area scout with the Colts, uh, and he's expected to be a national scout. And I believe we have one more, I want to say. Yes, we have one more. Uh, the Giants hired... Uh, Chris Rossetti as the director of pro scouting. Uh, and he, I believe, spent the last seven years with the Dolphins and two of those years overlapping with Joe Shane. So connections there. And he is kind of our, uh, well, he's not the, uh, um, oh my God, 
what's his name? Chris Pettit. He's, you know, Chris Pettit. He's not he the is. Chris Pettit uh, replacement because he was the director of college scouting. So this is director of pro scouting. Uh, so he's kind of like his counterpart in the pro game, if that makes any sense. But, I think sort of like the assistant general manager, sort of what like Brendan Brown is to Joe Shane, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's similar ish. So we'll have to see what his his type of role is going to be with the Giants, what he can do. But Joe Shane bringing in a lot of his own guys here. Clearly, uh, I'm definitely excited about these the Colts scout, uh, Mike DeReese, because Colts always have good drafts. Uh, and I think they're, you know, good at finding talent. And obviously, uh, you know, the Dolphins have been OK at it as well, I guess, if you want to say that. Um, but yeah, that those are some additions to the scouting department. I think you missed one more there also. You have Scott Hamill coming in. He's going to be a Southwest area scout. Um, <clears throat> another guy to I believe now. he was from the Bears, right? I want to say. I think I so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, so there there are some new additions now to the scouting room. Obviously, it looks like uh, Joe Shane is making his presence felt there um, in the scouting department. He's getting the full clearance. He's our general manager. And he's getting treated like one, I guess, being able to make the decisions um, that are impacting the New York Giants scouts. Moving on, uh, Giants player um, Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't know what happened there. I had a little bit of stutter. um, Works a deal with Graham Gano, and he finally gets that number five. wasn't really that long of a wait. I don't know why I said finally. But um, the deal was... That he was going to have to pay up something. Well, he paid up $50,000 donated to Puppies Buying Bars. Super great thing uh, that both Graham Gano and Kayvon Thibodeau, I guess, Gano coming up with the idea, Thibodeau donating the physical money. Um, so the organization specifically trains um, incarcerated individuals to raise service dogs for wounded warrior vets or wounded war vet veterans. Um, and first responders, as well as explosive detection canines for law enforcement. So super, super great organization there um, that they were able to donate to. Yeah, really, really cool. I've never heard of it before. And I was like, wow, that's a really awesome idea. Um, so, you know, props to them. 50K was actually less than I thought it was going to be. He was mentioning 250,000, but uh, I guess 50K is quite a bit of money anyway. And Graham Gano will go back to his old number nine, which is his Instagram account. I believe it's Graham Gano nine anyway. So it works out for him, works out for <laughs> Thibodeau, and it works out for the puppies. So all around a really good situation for everyone. Um, next, we got a couple of cuts slash waves. Uh, the Giants waved O-lineman Wes Martin, who played quite a bit last year because our O-line was terrible and he was not very good. So not too disappointed to see him go. Jake Hosman, Rice and John, I believe the six foot eight or six foot nine or, you know, 10 feet tall tight end. I don't remember how tall, but I remember he was tall. Uh, And linebacker Amari Cobb uh, also getting waived. And that is it for those uh, those cuts, I guess, if you want to say. Josh, do you have some rookie minicamp stuff, which is coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday? And we also got the full list of rookie numbers. So why don't you let us know about that? Obviously, besides Kayvon Thibodeau, who we know now has number five. Right. Um, and you have Rice and John you were talking about. I think he was 6'7". That's going to be my my statement there. Going out to the rookie numbers here, we got starting with, obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau. He's going to be number five. Evan Neal, number 70. And this is as of now, right? These numbers could change over time. But for right now, 
they had to do rookie numbers. I think that's like a thing in the NFL. You have to submit it by a certain deadline. So here's what we got. Wondell Robinson. I know I already started already. Keep going. Wondell Robinson, 17. Cordell Flock, 28. Josh, uh, Azu- I, I think it's Azudu. Josh Azudu, 75. Dane Bell in 36. Micah McFadden, 43. Daniel Bellinger, 45. Marcus McKeithen, 60. And DJ Davidson, 98. Wasn't BJ Hill, 98? I don't know. Maybe I'm just. He was 95, nope. I believe. 95. Yeah, he was 95. Oh. I'm almost positive, actually. Yeah, you are actually. Yeah, 98. Okay. Yeah, I know my numbers, Josh. Don't mess with me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look up who was number 98 in the Giants, Alex. You can continue with this because I, I feel like there's someone. Austin Johnson was number 98. There you go. See, I'm I'm full of Giants number knowledge. So the Giants rookie camp <laughs> will start tomorrow or today when you're listening to this, actually, and run through Sunday. It'll include the 11 draft picks, the 14 undrafted free agents, Roy, oh God, Mbakeda. I'm so sorry, Josh. Pronounce, please. Mbateka. Uh, Mbateka. Mbateka, maybe? That's the guy that OCU Manira helped recruit, Yeah, and then there's going to be a few tryouts for certain players and certain vets who have only been on the practice squad will also be making an appearance there. Um, Josh, what are you excited to see from rookie minicamp? Do you have something? (laughs) I'm excited to see the only two-minute highlight video that we get from the New York Giants after it happens because I feel like these little tiny camps, like the rookie mini camps or the veteran workouts. It's like we, we get like the two, three minute hype video and that's really about it because I guess sometimes it's the media isn't allowed in. I don't know how rookie mini camp works. So I don't know if the giants beat reporters will be there if they will super exciting because then they get to, you know, post all their videos and thoughts. And then we actually have stuff to talk about if it's only, if it's no media allowed and it's just giants, then it's just going to be like the three-minute video of Brian Dable hyping everyone up, Joe Shane walking around with his clipboard looking very professional, and uh, you know some guys getting in the weight room lifting weights. That's like that's really all you get. So what I'm excited for depends on the results of media allowance or not. Media is allowed. I'm super hyped because we get to hear and see more. If they're not, not so excited. That that's my that. There you go. That there's your answer. I know it's not exactly what you were looking for, but. I'm giving it to you anyway. That's a good answer. Uh, I'd say similar to you. I I hope the media is allowed in and all that and hopefully makes it more interesting. Also, one more number we forgot. Darian Beavers, sixth round pick. He's going to be number 41. Um, So that's one more rookie number in case anyone was desperate to know what number Darian Beavers is going to be wearing. And I got it for you. So you're very welcome for that. Um, Josh, what do we uh, I think we can move on, right? Yeah. All right. I mean, let's do it. Let's go to the uh, 2022 Giants schedule, right? Let's start off with preseason. Always got to get that down. I feel like we play the Patriots a lot. We're playing them away in the first game. Then the second game is going to be against the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, that's going to be home. And then away in our home stadium of MetLife, the MetLife Stadium rivalry, MetLife Bowl, whatever you want to call it, Jets, Giants, as it always happens to be. Um, that's going to be happening in the final game of preseason. All right, now down to the nitty gritty. Let's go to the, uh, the schedule here. So before we start, I want to say that our best and worst case records slash like predictions, that's going to be next episode. We want to tease that a little bit, but we will be going through the schedule right now. And 
giving our initial reaction. Stretching out the content as far as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the first game, uh, September 11th. That's going to be an away game. Starting off away in Nashville, Tennessee, 425 start. I know, Alex, for some reason, I don't know why. What is it with you and the Remember I explained the last episode. I explained it. How remember oh, when I was for content? No, 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 not just no, not for content about like the depression after you lose, because if it's one o'clock, then you feel like for the whole rest of the night, if it's four o'clock, it's like you can still like comprehend your sorrows, you know, in later into the night and then the next morning you don't feel it. But then Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night, you feel all the pain. So that's uh, that's my thing about the four o'clock. But yes, I'm happy about that. But that's our only four o'clock game that's not on Thanksgiving. No, it's not. That's not all oh, that's scary. Um, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's special day. Anyway, oh, and I spoiled it, so whatever. No, you're also wrong, too. So it's it's all great. Oh, I'm also Seahawks. wrong. Yeah, okay. All right, let's move on to the second game, the home opener for the New York Giants, week two at home against the Carolina Panthers. Sure. Ben McAdoo, right? Coming back. It's exciting. Hyped up. We get to get Ben McAdoo revenge game. I mean, I don't know how hyped you can be for that one, but... Uh, we open it up against the Panthers. It's a good team to get your first win of the season against. My if hype Tennessee levels, doesn't go our way. My hype levels are neutral. <laughs> Next week after that, a home game, Monday Night Football, prime time against the one and only Dallas Cowboys, of course. It's exciting. That's home too. Yeah, like I said, it's so a week three. It's fun. Week four, Chicago Bears, revenge game. Giants, I saw, put out a TikTok slash social media yeah, post. Yeah, they reached they were, out to everyone, right? Yeah, they reached out to some of their teams that are playing, sent them a DM. They sent to the Bears, thanks for Evan Neal. So hopefully that tweet doesn't get thrown back in our face later in time. But for right now, super exciting. Um, that's a 1 o'clock start there. And then in old uh, England, uh, on October 9th, against the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> week 5, the 9.30 tea and biscuits a.m. Uh, breakfast start there. We then go into a home game against Baltimore. So we travel home the following week, October 16th. Um, I believe that's a Sunday. Yeah, it would be a Sunday game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm thinking uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. And then away, and then a little bit of like a, a waste back-to-back weeks. On October 23rd against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a one o'clock start in Jacksonville. And then they're going to they're gonna go from Jacksonville to Seattle. So that's a pretty long trip. Now, it's seven days apart. Uh, it's from a Sunday to a Sunday. And they also, I mean, delayed start, but I mean, Seattle dot timing is different, right? So it's still going to feel like a one o'clock start, but 425 start uh, for the game against Seattle. But yeah, traveling from Florida to Washington, it's a cross-country trip. So mm-hmm. just something to take note of. That's going to be that's gonna be interesting. Also going, obviously, from New York to, to England is a big thing too, yeah. but Yeah. <laughs> So something to note of there. I'll, I'm, I've done most of them, or I've done all of them so far, Alex. Yeah. I'll let you take over. Um, so week nine, we got our bye. So that'll be a nice, relaxing weekend. It's actually on my birthday weekend. So that's kind of nice, I guess. I don't know. I kind of, I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. Like, is it good to have Giants playing? But then, like, if they you lose, know, but if they lose, it's like, no, you know, what? Do you know when your birthday is? It's like wise? that Monday. Okay. It's the Monday, so imagine the Giants lose on Sunday, and then you're like right. all depressed. Right, you're not going to have a happy birthday. Yeah, so it's it works out perfectly. Uh, and then hopefully the week after, we get a nice win against the Texans. That's a home game at 1 o'clock. Then we got the Lions the following week, November 20th, week 11 at 1 o'clock. Then we got Thanksgiving, November 24th, so only a four-day break there. 
or four day rest before we go to Dallas at 4.30 on Thanksgiving, which is a not great time for a game considering everyone's Thanksgiving festivities pretty much take place right around that time. Uh, so true, but super exciting for the Giants no, play I'm Thanksgiving excited. football. We never really have that. I mean, yeah. I don't remember the last time we ever had that. I mean, I'm excited, but I'm not sure how my family members are going to feel about me completely ignoring them to watch the Giants during that time period. So <laughs> I, I'm talking about it more from their perspective. I'll be completely fine. I'll just be thankful that the Giants are still in the NFL, probably because we're probably going to be losing that badly. But anyway, um, <laughs> Um, that was not that funny. December 4th, week 13, we are home against Washington. Uh, week uh, 14, December 11th, we're home against Philly. Week 15, we're away at Washington, either December 17th or 18th with the time to be decided. Saturday, New uh, not New Year's, Christmas Eve, uh, 1 p.m., uh, December 24th, that is away at Minnesota. January 1st, New Year's Day. Uh, one o'clock game against the Colts, and then January seventh slash eighth, uh, either one of those two dates. It's a Sunday night or a Monday night, like flex, because they, you know, they decide that later depending on how the uh, this whole standings are at that point. And that's going to be away at the Eagles, week eighteen, time to be decided. And uh, you know that'll be a fun game. But in general, I mean, do you want to kind of like? kind of do like give people a sneak peek of our minds about the schedule like just run through all the games and just like kind of like talk like talk about it give the people a sneak peek before i do that (laughs) um whatever the hell that is i would like to say i think the like a few things that stand out so like i said obviously we have the game in england the early start against green bay super fun to have a thanksgiving game we really have like the festivities like all of it having thanksgiving being in england Monday night game, like, I mean, that happens mostly every year, but <laughs> the other two things are super cool. You have the Washington every, or the, like, um, what is it? The, in a two-week period. I was going to say, like, other week, like an, uh, another, but there's a week in between that those two games against Washington, so those seem very squeezed into me. And it's going to be three weeks, four weeks in a row, division football, Alex, if you notice that. It goes... Cowboys, Washington, uh, Philly, Washington. So a lot of division football in a little amount of time. And then you get a little bit of break and then we play the Eagles last week uh, in the last week of the season. But yeah, very interesting how this schedule looks in the way of playing NFC East opponents. In the first eight games of the season, only one time we play an in-division opponent. I don't know if you noticed that. And that's the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. And then the second half of the season... We basically get all our division matchups in. It's it's yeah. weird, in my opinion. I mean, but our, that's just how it shapes out. Key things that I see: week seven to week eleven is by far our easiest stretch of the season. We could theoretically, if we play well enough, win all four of those games in between that time with Jacksonville Seahawks, who are you know obviously Russell Wilson lists now, uh, Texans who are not going to be very good. And obviously the Lions, who probably won't be very good either. So those are four winnable games, uh, I would say. I don't think they're winning. Like, I, I don't think you can just go, like, check, win, check, win. Like, you know, we we tried, we did last year, and obviously that didn't go so well. Um, no comment about that. But, yeah, that that's the main thing that stands out to me. I think our start's actually quite tough, considering our schedule in general. Uh, Tennessee's tough. Carolina, I think, is tougher than those other four that I just mentioned. Um, Dallas is tough. 
Chicago, I think, is tougher than those other four. And obviously, Green Bay and Baltimore, those are going to be really tough games, especially Green Bay and London. That's not going to be fun for us in the morning. Uh, we're going to have Rodgers still has no wide receivers. I don't understand. I know he can do it all. He's no Devontae Adams anymore. Josh, Devontae by Adams that point of the season, we won't even have wide receivers because they're all going to be injured <laughs> at that point. So what are you even talking about? What do you think? What do you think? We're going to have a full receiving core? Like, come on, man. Stop kidding yourself. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It's <laughs> a good point. Okay, so I I really don't want to go game by game because that's really what next episode yeah, is about. Right, well, yeah, it, I was kind of getting over ahead of myself, sorry. To give it as a whole, I would say it's a it's a it's, it's a an good easy schedule. schedule. But yes, thank you. I, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. It's a freaking easy schedule. I mean But we suck. If so the, <laughs> Right. If the team puts their heads down or no hang their heads high they hang their heads high no you put your head down they, work hard and they don't or if they i don't know i guess if they do punch you in the nose for 60 minutes joe oh, judge don't over use here, that don't use that phrase okay fine if they put their heads up and they play hard for 60 minutes of football brian dable mentality offense is strong Daniel Jones is slinging that ball. Saquon Barkley is the man of we we've seen in his rookie season in his second year. We can have a winning record, but if we see the same old Giants for the past five or so years, it's going to be same old, same old, where we're all super hyped going into it. We think we have a really good schedule to our advantage, and it goes downhill from there. But yes, looking at it at our schedule as a whole, Alex. The Giants can easily, in my opinion, have a winning record. It's just mm-hmm. a matter if they stay consistent and they, they do what they need to do. And that's win freaking football games. And they haven't been able to do that. Yeah. I mean, think about this right now. If you beat, this is just hypothetically, I'm not saying we're, we're going to do this. You beat Carolina, you beat Chicago, you beat Jacksonville, you beat Seattle, you beat Houston, you beat the Lions, you beat Washington twice or the Eagles once. That's nine wins right there. So, you know, you're right. It, it's it's plausible. Do I think it's going to happen? You'll have to wait and see because, you know, that's how we do it here. And uh, but yeah, I, I think this is an easy schedule. It's really going to depend on how this freaking team plays, which, you know, I can't make any guarantees because, you know, who knows? It's the Giants. We thought last year was going to be great. I'm not going to over predict. I will actually probably under predict of what we're going to do. This year, I want it to be the first year that I underpredict what we're going to get. I always am like seven, eight wins. Last year, I was like nine to ten wins. We always win less than we say we are. So this year, that's my goal, that we win more than I predict. What do you think? You think that's a good goal? I think so. I think it is because I remember I was actually talking to a family member last summer before the season, and we were talking about record predictions. They're like, how many do you think we're going to win? I was like, I think we can win nine or ten games this year. Like nine or ten, that's it. We can't win more. The team looks so good. I was like, all right. I, I was even gonna say less than that, but okay. I don't. Maybe I I guess. And then he like got me all hyped. No. And and look look what happened. We have the fifth pick in the draft. So we're gonna gonna take it as it goes. But uh, stay tuned for our next episode as we will have our best. And we're, we're gonna go through the schedule a couple times, a few times. We're gonna go through the schedule, give our best case scenarios, meaning like. Oh, this game is somewhat winnable while well, we win it. Worst case scenario is, well, this this team is pretty good. We're just going to hand them the L. And then probably the third and final thing we do is going to be our joint, both me and Alex, because it's weird to do separately, predictions of the season. 
at that point. And then as, as I'm sure, you know, we'll probably have like a couple more towards the, I know we always do one like before the season starts, we do one more. Um, but yeah, that'll be later past training camp, probably maybe during training camp. We'll see. Anyway, let's get to, uh, some of the plugs before we head out here. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn. Yeah, look, look at me naming a few. There's others out there. To find others, go to shippingstudios.com slash thegianttake. That is shippingstudios.com slash thegianttake. On there, you can find out more places to listen to the podcast besides the, the few places that I named. On Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I do know there's this place where you can rate us five stars um, you can write a review. I know for certain on Apple Podcasts, I don't know exactly for Spotify, but please do so. Really help us out. Um, and then follow us on various social media platforms, including Twitter and TikTok at the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast. Alex, follow him on Twitter at Inorian23. I'm on Twitter at Joshua29. Most of this info will also be in the description as well to follow us. And with that. I will send it to my co-host Alex to close things out for our 2022 Giants schedule reactions episode. Hmm, Stazzy there. Anyway. Okay. That was awkward. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode and we'll see you all next time. uh, Post rookie mini camp and uh, with our schedule predictions and uh, analysis. Cause that always sounds fancy. Like we know what we're talking about and we'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.